This is the Dogmatist presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Monday afternoon. Uh, I know that this show is supposed to only air on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but going to have a whole special this entire week. It's going to run. As you know, it's draft week for the NFL. Um, First round begins Thursday night. Second night is Friday. That's like the second and third round. Uh, and then four through seven uh, rounds are on Saturday night, I believe. So just going to be doing a mock for my first round. Uh, I'm in a little pool with my friends where we, uh, you know, we each submit our own mocks on like Google Sheets. Uh, we could do trades. We get uh, we obviously get certain amount of points for if we get the player right uh, and the team right. You know, you only get partial right if you get the player at the right pick. Uh, with the with the wrong team, uh, so there's a lot of in and outs of it. Um, I haven't really thought so much into into trading. I might just do the full mock with no trades. Um, but if I see, I guess if I see a situation in which I, I see a val- uh, a valid trade uh, is possible or hear news, then I'll jump to that. But I'll tell you, I'll warn you right now: no trades today. Uh, also, for anyone that I'm in this pool with, if you want to steal my picks, feel free. Uh, this day especially, they're really nothing crazy. It's basically what everyone thinks is going to go down. Um, so before I get to it, just wanted to remind you that you can catch this podcast, The Dogmatist, along with all my other podcasts, all other Strive Sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can access them via the link tree in the Instagram bio at The Strive Sports. All right, let's get to it. Uh, basically... We have uh, four days to cover all 32 picks, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, 32 divided by four is eight. So I'm going to be doing eight picks a day. That's how I decided to split up since I'm only doing the first round. Uh, So today, you know, just going picks one through eight, going to start at one, going to finish at eight. The Jaguars have the first pick. The Panthers have the eighth pick. Uh, So let's get to it with the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. I believe that Roger Goodell is going to say the name Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quarterback Clemson uh, has obviously been, uh, you know, the number one, thought to be the number one pick ever since he entered college, really, and, so, and won the championship in his, in his true freshman year. True freshman meaning that he did not sit a year. That's a redshirt freshman. So he came in as a true freshman to Clemson. Won the championship in dominating fashion. Um, I believe it was against Alabama. Uh, absolutely dominated them. He made the college playoff all three years that he started. Uh, was a Heisman finalist in, in his final year at Clemson. Uh, you know, obviously one of the best college quarterback prospects that we have ever seen, especially from my generation. Uh, we haven't seen as much. I'm only 24, not so old. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, great size at, at around six uh, five, I believe. Uh, you know that when the taller you are, obviously you have more ability to to throw the ball further. You just have more body, more mass. His his good twitch of his hip and being able to release the ball at a good speed, and he just has all the natural you know talents to be a quarterback in terms of size arm strength, accuracy, and then he's also an extremely athletic quarterback. Uh, and, you know, that, that size will also give him the ability to, to, you know, not have issues getting passes blocked in front of the line. 
or uh, issues of that manner of uh, not maybe not being able to see over the defensive and offensive lines uh, is, could be an issue with smaller quarterbacks. But uh, I don't even I don't even know why I needed to speak so much on this pick. It's been the pick for years. Ever since the season ended, it was the whole battle for Trevor Lawrence between the Jets and the Jags. So Jags won that battle. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson, with the first pick. Lock it in. That's obviously happening. Uh, and that moves me on to the second pick, my team, the New York Jets. Uh, this pick has been basically a lock for the past couple weeks. Uh doesn't really make any sense why the Jets would smoke screen another team when they can draft any player that they want. Maybe it would be to get info. So uh, based on all the news, uh, everything out there, every indication is saying that the Jets are going to draft Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Uh, Adam Schefter last week even went as far to text Zach Wilson, welcome to New York. Uh, apparently Zach Wilson has been hitting up uh, former Jets quarterbacks such as Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, and for some reason, um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he was the backup quarterback uh, for a year. He also played with the Eagles. Uh, I'm not sure why he went to go hit him up. He's not really known for being a Jet. Uh, I guess it's better than... than uh, you know, getting in touch with someone like Geno Smith, who got punched in the face while he was on the Jets and got his career ruined, basically right, right then and there. But uh, you know, but he, he's hit up former Jets quarterbacks. Uh, he clearly knows something that we don't. I mean, Steve Young does also saying that it's a done deal. Uh, I think that the Jets were only really interested in terms of quarterbacks. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, but that's not going to happen. I think that they were mainly interested in Wilson and Fields. Uh, they were at both of those guys' pro days. Um, uh, it's just as of right now, all the all the rumors are indicating that the Jets are going to go Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, from his highlights, you see great arm strength, uh, one of the best throws I've ever seen, honestly, of him running to the right side out of the pocket, stopping and throwing it all the way across the field to the end zone, like forty or fifty yards. Uh, it makes it even further when it's across the field like that. So that was a truly incredible throw. I've seen him hit guys in stride. He seems to have good arm strength, uh, good knowledge of the game. Uh, he has good athleticism as well. You know, the other day, uh, one of the Jets' fan uh, fan Instagram pages posted this video of Zach Wilson like jumping over, hurdling someone, and I'm just like, is he going to do that in the NFL? Come on, that's not something to get excited about. Uh, get it if that you watch the Najee Harris play and get excited about it. If anything, not you don't want your quarterback to be doing that. But overall, he's got he's got the athleticism. Uh, you know, the issue maybe an issue is that he wasn't a uh, team captain to start the year. Although he seems like a leader, I've heard his coach, his head coach, vouch for him uh, along with many of his players. So uh, he apparently is a good leader, athletic, has good arm strength. Um, you know, I think that Justin Fields would be my pick if I were the Jets, but they're going Zach Wilson, so. That's what I'm going to do for my mock draft. It's obvious those first two picks are locks, in my opinion. Uh, and the first three picks are honestly locks, all for quarterbacks. So uh, second pick, Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU, going to the New York Jets. Uh, that moves me on to the, my third selection for uh, the night. That would be the 49ers, who moved up in the draft to number three to draft, to select... Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Yes, you heard it correctly. They moved all the way up 
to draft Mac Jones out of Alabama. Uh, you know, in, in terms of who's the most NFL-ready quarterback, I honestly might think it's it's Mac Jones. The fact that he was able to play with so many great receivers in college and Najee Harris and the other running backs that he had uh, gave him an advantage going into the NFL that he was able to go through his progression, something that most NFL players, uh, college players don't do. I mean, I've seen Zach, uh, Justin Fields' highlights are he's constantly just going to his first option. I think the same thing with Zach Wilson, honestly. That's going to be a major adjustment for them. But uh, when I look at Mac Jones and having Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and other younger guys uh, that are going to, you know, rise up in this upcoming uh, college season, other great players, uh, big, big time recruits. And don't forget, although he was a backup, they still had Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy the year before. So, you know, they still had an extremely talented team. He still practiced with all those guys. So in terms of quarterback smarts, it's going to be difficult for me to put Mac Jones ahead of uh, Trevor Lawrence, but I think that Mac Jones might be the most ready uh, NFL quarterback, and he's going into the perfect position in San Francisco. Uh, you know, offensive-minded head coach in uh, Shanahan. Obviously went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, so he's going to have a great defense uh, behind him, backing him up. Uh, I guess the issue is how he'll play, how he'll be implemented into the offense. But having a guy like George Kittle that is both that can both block and catch, um, then having you know receivers uh, such as I'm honestly blanking on uh, who their number one receiver is, but uh, they definitely have good good quality receivers. Um, you know, they, they were even a quality offense last year, even though they finished below 500. Uh, if you could think of the only better position I could think of possibly for Mac Jones, maybe like the Falcons at four, uh, just because they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, it's it's already a pretty stacked team, Todd Gurley. So it would be a good situation going to uh, Atlanta, but I really like uh, him in San Francisco, obviously, they had a, they struggled last year. Uh, the year before that, they were unreal. Went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he seems like, honestly, a very similar quarterback to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm interested to see what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, additionally, I think that they might draft him because they think of this guy as, a, as possibly the future. Sit him behind Garoppolo for a little bit and then put him in, in the middle of the season maybe or maybe even next year when they figure out what to do with Garoppolo. Uh but as of right now, you know, the only other option I could possibly see there is Trey Lance. Apparently they're down to two guys, uh, and I think that those two guys are Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Uh, I think that they're all in on Mac Jones. And, yes, it you should be surprised that they moved all the way up to the third overall pick, gave up the, the house just to get Mac Jones, someone they may have been able to get all the way down there. But that's my selection. 49ers take quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama with the third selection. That moves me to the fourth selection of the draft, the Atlanta Falcons, who might wind up being the biggest winners of the whole draft because I have them taking Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida, uh, matching possibly the what they're saying to be the most talented player in the draft, uh, being a tight end also is impressive, but pairing him up with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, Matt, I don't like Matt Ryan so much, but he still puts up statistics. Uh, you know, it's going to be all about that defense. Obviously, that defense has struggled over recent years. But uh, 
putting that together, that offense is going to make them extremely dynamic. And guess what? It sets them up for in the future to draft a quarterback and put him in the exact perfect situation, kind of like what the Niners are doing right now with Mac Jones. And look at that. The Niners moved up in order to get him. So maybe even even if the Falcons draft Kyle Pitts, they get better. They move down in the draft uh, to next year, I'm saying. They could still move up and get someone else, or someone will fall to them. Uh, I think that this is what's best for the team and for the future. Uh, not going quarterback here, drafting Kyle Pitts, possibly the most talented player in the entirety of the draft, maybe the most talented tight end we've ever seen come out come out of college. So, uh, just to be able to you know have this opportunity to pair someone like that up with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, two of the best receivers in the league, uh, I think it's too much to pass up on. Uh, they just hired you know the the Titans. Offensive coordinate, former offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. He's obviously going to want to focus on the offense, no matter what. Obviously, there's, they have their issues on defense, but Arthur Smith, I think, is going to focus on offense, which is why I have them taking uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida, with the fourth overall pick. It is surprising considering it's a tight end, but uh, I personally think that uh, that is the best value that they're going to get there, and I think that that's where they're going to go. Uh, Moving on to the fifth pick of the draft, uh, which goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, and who had the first overall pick uh, a year ago, drafting Joe Burrow, who unfortunately got injured last season, tearing his ACL. Uh, that leads me to their selection this year, and uh, that is the exact reason why I have them selecting Penny Sewell, uh, the offensive tackle from Oregon. The guy that I wanted the Jets to take all along with the number two pick, maybe even have moved back and taken him, uh, and then draft Najee Harris. I think that I thought that that's what would have been best for the Jets: drafting the tackle, pairing him up with Mackay Becton, drafting the running back, being able to run the ball all over the field. That sets your quarterback up for success. That sets your offense up for success. That's something the Jets haven't been able to do for a very long time since they were making AFC Championship games and they had the number one rushing attack in the league. That's besides the point, though. Getting back to the selection, Joe Burrow tore his ACL last year, had no protection, still looked amazing, though, when he played. So to be able to get him uh, one of the best protectors in all of college football, he's a he's a left tackle, you know, protecting that blind side. He could also play right tackle, you know, whatever you need him to. He's that versatile, uh, and he's really one of the best prospects, uh, offensive lineman-wise, coming out of college. Uh, they're saying in, like, the past 10, maybe even 20 years. 6'5", 6'6", absolute monster uh, is going to, you know, similar to the Makai Becton situation, maybe a little bit smaller, but he's an absolute monster, 6'5", 6'6", body, you know, he moves very well, Uh, people, GMs, whoever it is, analysts, uh, scouts, can't get enough of this guy, Uh, you know, I've seen mock drafts where he falls all the way to 9, to Denver, Uh, I just can't imagine the Bengals passing up on this opportunity after Joe Burrow tears his ACL the year prior. You've got to get him that protection. This is a guy that could be your mainstay uh, on the offensive line for the next 10 years. you got your quarterback. Get your protection for that quarterback. Get your insurance policy, that being Penny Sewell. Uh, so I like Penny Sewell going number five to the Bengals. Uh, again, I would love the Jets to get him, but... Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, uh, especially obviously after we traded Sam Darnold. I thought that my dreams of that were over. Uh, but moving on to the sixth election, shout out my boy Adam Ginsburg, who's in the pool. He's a Dolphins fan for some reason, uh, lives in New York. I guess his uh, 
His dad is originally from Miami, so he's a Dolphins fan. I'll give it to him. Uh, the only Dolphins fan I really know. Uh, he's actually brought – before I met him, I didn't hate the Dolphins nearly as much as I as I do now. I don't even hate them. I kind of respect them. I, I like their coach and, uh, you know, Brian uh, Flores. So I like where they're heading, you know, drafting uh, Tua. That was iffy, but overall they overachieved – like crazy last year and uh you know the sky's the limit now he's brian flores great coach uh it seems like he really put everything together especially it was even more impressive maybe two years ago when uh you know they lost that first game to the chiefs everyone's like oh this might be after a couple weeks in they were, everyone's like oh this might be one of the worst teams we've ever seen they might go in 16 and completely turn that around that season so shout out to brian flores uh I think that this opportunity here is too much to pass up on. You know, it was an inch. It would have been. It would. It is an interesting situation with the Bengals also because it's a former Joe Burrow teammate that they'd be passing up on and his wide receiver. Yes, I have the Miami Dolphins drafting Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. Although he sat this past year, all he did he did that for his own safety because he knew that he was going to be a top draft pick, and he already won the national championship with LSU. Uh, he proved that he feels like he proved everything that he needed to in college. So he sat out the year and uh, you know just worked on and trained for the draft. Uh, he's the best receiver in the draft. Yes, Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Yes, Jalen Waddle is great. But Jamar Chase is a 6'3", 6'4", physical monster. Uh, not only is he you know, very fast, but he's also uh, strong and uh, can, can get up there and will beat you on a contested jump ball. So the best receiver in the draft, he fell out of the top five. Uh, yes, a tight end went in the top five over a wide receiver. Um, but he, he, could, he can't fall too much. I mean, it's a lot for the Bengals to even pass up on him. Uh, I think that the Bengals need to get that protection for Joe Burrow. That's the only reason I have them not taking Joe Burrow's former teammate in Jamar Chase. But uh, if, you know, if the Bengals are gonna are not gonna take him, he's not getting past the Dolphins. The Dolphins need to take him. They need to get two of that help. Uh, that probably was their most efficient part of their team, deficient part of their team last year. The wide receivers, every other area was pretty good. Their all their defense uh, was, you know, they scored like crazy, created turnovers like crazy. Uh, their running game was overall pretty good. I, I liked, uh, you know, Ahmed and and Gaskin among other guys. Uh, I'm not even sure if Gaskin finished the season with them, but overall, you know, and their offensive line was good. I think that they need to help at receiver to help Tua out. Uh, you know, they didn't have enough. Devontae Parker has kind of been a letdown throughout his career. He's, he's good, but nothing too special. Um, so overall, I think that pairing up Devontae Parker and Jamar Chase is what's best for Tua. And right now, they got to see what they have in Tua. So got to take advantage of that opportunity. Again, everyone's up in the air. Maybe oh, maybe they're drafting a quarterback. Relax. That would be, uh, I would think of totally differently about the Dolphins that they drafted a quarterback this year. I'd say that they're not the organization that, that I thought that they were uh, in terms of, you know, being on the rise. So that's why I personally think that they're going to go Jamar Chase uh, with the sixth pick, wide receiver out of LSU, the best receiver in the draft. Uh, we'll help Devontae Parker out. We'll help two out. We'll help Brian Flores out on the whole team. Uh, that's how good Jamar Chase is. Um, moving on to the next selection uh, with the eighth pick, or the seventh pick, I apologize, 
the Lions own that pick. Detroit, with a new coach, uh, you know, com- completely revamping everything due to uh, Matt Patricia's failure uh, during his tenure. Um, so they also recently, not recently, but during the offseason, traded for Jared Goff uh, to replace Matthew Stafford, who they sent to the Rams, which is why I have them selecting Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State, with the seventh pick of the draft. If you watch football, you would know that, uh, what's his face? Um, Jared Goff is not the answer uh, at all. You know, he barely succeeded with the Rams. And now he's going to go to the Lions, a team that had Barry Sanders, maybe the best player in the history of football, and couldn't do a single thing. And Calvin Johnson wasted their careers. Jared Goff, not the answer. But do you know what he is? He's a good segue into... Uh, Justin Fields. Uh, as I've said on my other shows, you got to sit the guy first, the rookie quarterback first, before you start playing him. That's an issue that I think that the Jaguars and the Jets are both going to have to start the year. Uh, as I said before, the Niners, I think, could also start Jimmy Garoppolo uh, ahead of Mac Jones to start. But, um, you know, I like the fact that the Lions have that guy that they could start the year. Let Justin Fields start. Let him adjust to the NFL. Let him, uh, you know, really learn from sitting on the bench. Uh, I really believe that quarterbacks do learn from sitting on the bench. You look at them, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, four of the best quarterbacks that we have ever seen, all started their years on the bench. And there's even more to name after that, obviously. Uh, but I think it's beneficial that they get to start them off the bench. And they should, and they probably know that they're not fully bought into Jared Goff right now. Uh, they prefer to go in a different direction, someone who's uh, more maybe not more proven, but has more potential. And I think that is definitely true that Justin Fields has more potential. There's more arm strength there. There's more athleticism. There's more ability to throw out of the pocket. So I think the Lions are in a perfect situation here to draft Justin Fields. They know that uh, you got to start that guy on the bench for a little bit, bring him in, and they're the perfect situation for that and having Jared Goff. Uh, So that's why with the seventh pick, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Justin Fields, quarterback, BY, uh, Ohio State, BYU, I'm sorry. Uh, that moves me on to my last uh, pick for my mock today. Again, I'm doing eight picks every single day uh, from Monday till Thursday. So Thursday, I'll have picks uh, 25 to 32. Tomorrow, I'll have picks uh, 9 to 16, I guess. Uh, so here we go with the eight, the the. Carolina Panthers on the eighth pick of the draft. Uh, they just traded for Sam Darnold recently. They during the press conference in which they introduced him, they gave him uh, they gave you know no resemblance of uh, you know committing to to Sam Darnold. Uh, although that is the case, I still believe that they will not go quarterback. Trey Lance is still there. I think that if Justin Fields would have dropped, I think that they would have snagged him. Uh, that's why I have him going to Carolina. But, I mean, to Detroit, that's not why I have him going to Detroit. But if I didn't have him going to Detroit, I would have had him at going at Carolina, number eight. Uh, but I think that they're going to go with Darnold to start the year. And uh, for that reason, I think that they're going to draft Sean Slater, uh, the offensive lineman from Northwestern. They need a they need protection. 
They're good in other facets of the game. They have good offensive weapons, running back, receiver. Uh, they they have some guys on defense, uh, but they definitely need offensive uh, offensive line help, uh, especially if bringing in a new guy like Darnold who didn't have any such help with the Jets throughout his career so far. If they really want to see what Darnold has, uh, giving him the opportunity to play with the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey and the guy that he's thrown the most touchdowns to in his career in Robbie Anderson, uh, in addition to, to other names uh, that they have, you know, other great players, you got to get him some protection on the line, uh, something the Jets never did, get him some protection. And uh, I think that he will succeed this year, especially having Christian McCaffrey. You saw how Kyle Allen succeeded two, just two seasons ago with uh, – just because he had Christian McCaffrey out there at 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards. Um, so those are my first eight picks, and that's my day one mock of Monday, April 26th. I got the Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence, the Jets selecting Zach Wilson, the Niners selecting Mac Jones, the Falcons selecting Kyle Pitts, the Bengals selecting Penny Sewell, the, Den- the Dolphins selecting Jamar Chase, the Lions selecting Justin Fields, and the Panthers selecting Sean Slater. Uh, you can catch this podcast along with all my others on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can access that via the link tree in my bio. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back with picks 9 through 16 of my mock. And uh, if you have any comments or suggestions or you just want to talk, feel free to DM me, comment on the Instagram video. Uh, you, can, uh, you can contact me via LinkedIn, which you can access on the link tree in my bio, or you can email me, which is also available on the link tree in my bio. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that mock today. This is picks one through eight, Jaguars all the way to Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'll be back for nine through 16 tomorrow. But for now, Ben Klein, peace out. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dogmatist. Special episode, baby.